This is the Create and Thrive podcast, episode 199, and today I'm talking about wholesaling your handmade goods. Specifically, how do you find stockists? How do you find shops, boutiques, galleries that will be a really good fit to sell your products for you? Well, I'm going to give you five ways to find stockists in this episode today. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hello, lovely thrivers. Jess here. Welcome back to the show for another week. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is about wholesale. So some of you sell online, some of you sell at markets, some of you might sell via consignment and wholesale to shops, galleries and boutiques, or you might be interested in doing that, but you don't know how to find them (laughs) because, hey, we can look around our local area and that might be part of one of the tips I'm going to give you today. But there are lots of other ways that you can source really good stockists for your work. Now, I'm talking about this today because I'm currently celebrating releasing my course, Wholesale Know-How, as a self-study course. It is available right now, and you can start literally within minutes. It is a five-week course that used to be a live course, but I've transitioned into a self-study course. That means you work along by yourself at your own pace, and the course leads you through everything you need to learn. So basically... Not only does it cover everything to do with wholesale, so, you know, it's going to cover things like getting prepared, what your aims are. It talks about what's wholesale versus consignment and why you might want to do one or the other or both. We show you how to set up a catalog, create a wholesale catalog and way more detail that I'm going to go into today about finding stockers, uh, keeping in touch with them, how to convince them to buy from you, all of that sort of stuff your pricing. This one came up on Instagram, actually. I put a post up yesterday about the fact that, you know, this course is out now. And I told the story of how I, once upon a time, used to sell by wholesale. I even had a wholesale agent for a year or two uh, who, you know, that got me new shops and things like that. And I don't do it anymore because of our business model. Now that we basically focus on and sell mostly Sterling silver wedding rings to people, we're custom making them to size. You know, that's not really (laughs) something that's easy to do when you're selling to a shop, right? So we pulled back on that and we don't do wholesale anymore for ourselves, but it's still an incredibly powerful way to get your work out into the world, especially for those of you who make, you know, reproducible products that you can just send out to the world. Uh, We so pricing, the reasons I there we go, that's where it came from. Pricing, somebody made a comment about you know, um, if I, you know, sold wholesale consignment, I'd only be getting, you know, 50, 60% of what I'm earning now selling direct to my customer. And that's not enough. And that's a whole few less. Well, that's a lot less in this course is that there's a reason. And that's because the pricing is not right to start with. Uh, we talk about marketing and systems and then there's a whole bonus trade show module that actually teaches you everything you need to do if you want to attend trade shows. So it is a really in-depth course. It was co-written by my friend, Melanie Augustine, who for 10 years had a really successful wholesale jewelry business. Like the majority of her money she was making through wholesaling her jewelry, her handmade jewelry. 
And so I brought her on board to make this course because she is an absolute expert in this field. So she's the main teacher of the course and it's, yeah, it's awesome. She has so much wisdom to share. So if wholesaling is something that you've thought about doing or you've started doing, but you're not really sure you're doing it right, uh, you, you think you might be missing something, you know, there are gaps in your knowledge there. It's not working really well for you. This course will sort you out. And so it's available over at grantthrive.com. Just look in the shop section and it's available right now. And yeah, I really hope it helps you out. I've been meaning to make this available for ages. People keep asking me about it. They're like, when are you running wholesale know-how again? I'm like, I'm not actually running it again as a live course, but I am going to make it available as a self-study DIY course. And I finally ha- made it happen. So it's there. It's available. You can do it right now. You get a lesson sent to you each day throughout the period of time of the course. And I really hope if wholesale is something that you want to dive into, that you take advantage of it and that it helps you a lot. So head on over to createandthrive.com uh, under shop and you will find that amongst all the other courses I offer there. There's a number of self-study courses and ebooks uh, that you can access. So yes, today we're going to be talking about one very small aspect of this, and that is finding the right stockers. So of course, the first point here is you have to know what the right sort of stockers are, right? And that comes down to knowing your ideal customer. Who are they? What sort of things do they like? Where do they shop? Now, this is really easy if you are very similar to your ideal customer because it's like, well, it's the places I like to shop, right? But if you're a little bit different, it might be a little bit more tricky. However, if you're in kind of the, you know, think about your niche, what sort of shops would people go to to find the stuff you make? Are they going to go to gallery shops? Are they going to go to a little boutique in like the artsy district of the city? Are they going to go to the, um, you know, um, the mall? <laughs> Where are they going to go? Uh, what sort of places are they going to be going? And that's the sort of places you want to get your stuff into. So the first thing you can do is basically be ready to take notes about your local area. Start local. It's so much easier to start close to home if you have shops near you because you can actually go in and look around and get a feel for it, right? You can actually go into these shops, see what sort of um, decor they're using, see the sort of other products they have in there, see if there's like competitors products in there or if there's an empty spot where your products could fit in that shop. So actually go in now. When you do this, don't go harass the owner. (laughs) So don't go in there walking in with a bag full of stuff and go, hey, here's my stuff. I want to be in your shop. No, no, no. That's cold calling. And we know how much we dislike it when somebody does that to us, right? Somebody rings us. We're in the middle of dinner. Somebody knocks on our door. No, that's it's not a it's not a great way to start a relationship. What you want to do is you want to do that recce. And if you end up talking to them, in a natural way and having a conversation and you happen to mention that you make something and they happen to ask, hey, I'd like to check it out, then you tell them. But don't just like waltz in there and walk up because sometimes the person behind the counter is not the owner. They're not the person doing the buying. Uh, so it's important to get to the right person. So use this as a, you know, a, a learning tool. Learn the sort of shops that would be a good fit for you in your local area. And then you can, once you have an idea about that, you can extrapolate. So, you know, if I went to around the Sunshine Coast, I'd see the sort of shops that would fit my work. Um, when I go to Brisbane, 
I know the sort of shops that would fit my work. When I go to Melbourne, I know the sort of shops that would fit my work because I've spent time there. I've looked around. I've poked my nose in all the shops, right? So take notes of those sort of things and write down why they're a good fit. Like keep an idea of that. Like why would this shop be a good fit for you? Not only for your own records, but for when you actually contact that person which is a whole nother lesson. When you contact that person, you can use that as part of your sales pitch, basically. Okay, so that's number one, investigating the shops in your local area and taking notes and learning from that. Okay, so number two, look at other businesses. So other businesses in your niche or you know adjacent to your niche, basically stalk them and see where they sell. <laughs> Where are they selling their work? Uh, what shops are they selling in? And kind of use that as uh, you know someone you can reach out to as well. I would probably not advise doing this with direct customers unless like I'm a jeweler. If I'm looking at another jeweler and I see they sell in a shop, but the shop's all it sells is jewelry or that's its focus, then that's fine because they're going to be looking for heaps of different stock, uh, heaps of different um, makers so they can fill their shop up, right? But you don't want to be kind of trying to poach somebody else's shop out from under them if you make something really similar to them. So generally you're going to be looking at um, you know, shops that are adjacent to you, shops uh, like as in businesses like yours. I should clarify shops and businesses here, otherwise it's going to get confusing. You should be looking for other makers who make work that is similar to you, that is of the same aesthetic and has a similar target market and ideal customer. And then have a look because ideally on their site, they're going to have a list of stockists. And so people, they can tell people, hey, this is where, you know, you're going to go to get my stuff. And that's something you want to do too. Hey, if you have a website and you have stockists, make sure to list them on your website because then your customers know where they can go and find your stuff and your stockists will appreciate that. So stalk other businesses in a nice way. (laughs) Look at their websites, look at where they're stocking and then add that to your list of potential places to sell potential places to check out because you always want to do your own research um you know any any good shop these days is going to have their own website they're going to have probably an instagram so they're going to be showing inside their shop via their instagram and stuff so it should be pretty easy to get an idea of if it's going to be a good fit for you by then going and looking at them and looking at what they have um, online about their shop and you know all of the copy and the stuff that they talk about who their ideal customer is and and the sort of stuff they sell so look to other businesses and look where they sell another adjacent one to this is just keeping an eye on social media so you know when you are make sure you're following these people these people who are these businesses especially if you're looking to start local look for local businesses so look for people in your region who are selling similar stuff to you maybe especially um if you do markets and stuff like that kind of connect with these businesses there connect with these makers and then just keep an eye on them and when they you know say hey my stuff is going in this shop or that shop make a note of it and go investigate because you know they you know are, are obviously they you know they're getting into a new shop these shops are looking for new people they might be in a buying phase that's a good sign so use that information and stalk their social media uh, to do that and also look under hashtags like 
try to come up with and find hashtags for your local area that shops might be using so you can actually find them. So that's another good way you can use social media to try to find shops that might be appropriate for you. Okay, the fourth one is ask family and friends. Like seriously, like if they fit uh, into your demographic, if they're like an ideal customer sort of for you, ask them where they go. Where do they shop? Where would they go? Ask them the question, what shops would you go to to find my work? What shops that you know of would be a good fit for my work? What shops would you walk into and expect to see my stuff in them? And actually ask them that. And this is especially useful if they're somewhere else. So if they're in a different city or a different town and you want to expand into different areas, which, you know, if you're really serious about wholesale, you probably are going to do. This is a really great way because they're there. They know the area. Take advantage of that and actually learn from them. So family, friends, other makers on social media, actually reaching out to people you're friendly with and literally asking them, do you have a suggestion as to a great place that might stock my work? And again, as long as you're not a direct competitor, they should, they will probably 99% of the time be absolutely thrilled to help you out and, and suggest some places for you as well. And the last one I'm going to share today in this podcast, because I want to tell my story about it, is to get a sales rep or a wholesale agent. Now, this is tricky because you're going to have to give them a cut. Okay, so you're already only taking, you know, 50 percent of the retail price when you're selling wholesale. When you take it, when you have an agent, they're going to take even more than that. So if you are going to take this step, you need to make sure your pricing is very strong and that you have the profit margin in your pricing to actually take the hit on this. Because if your pricing is out of whack and you're not only getting you know, the 50% of the retail price, but you're also getting even less because a wholesale agent is taking a cut of that, even if they get you heaps of shops, you might still not be making any money. So before you even consider this stage, you need to go and do your work on your pricing and be very, very careful to make sure that this is included. Okay. So with all that said, there can be, it can be hard to get one. Uh, I would probably advise that you go with word of mouth here. If you can try to find people, you know, who've used the person before, uh, and then you can, know that they are actually trustworthy and know that they are getting results for people. The benefit of going with an agent is they do the work for you to find stockers and to keep in touch with them. That's what, that's the cut. That's what you're paying them for is to reach out to stockers and to, you know, convince them to buy your stuff. And then often to also keep in touch with them and get um, um, more orders. So part of the wholesale job if you're doing wholesaling is to continually keep in touch with your stockists and make sure that they don't you know do they need more stock hey here's my new stuff so your wholesale agent should actually be doing that for you so look at um you know look at the sort of things that they offer as part of their service and make sure that they're doing all of that hard work so that basically if you do get an agent you're not going to have to sell your stuff um you know to customers that's what selling it to a shop in bulk is for and then you're not even going to have to do the hard work of finding stockers or keeping up with them that's what your agent is for literally all you're going to have to end up doing is making and shipping the stuff and probably talking to your agent occasionally so 
if your products have a margin where this is a possibility and you hate the selling side of things, but you really love the making side of things, this could be a good option for you. It was great for me in the beginning. Um, I actually was approached by the agent uh, that worked for me. She was just getting her business off the ground and she liked my work and she's like, I'm, you know, I'm getting started. I'm only taking a really small percentage because of that. Would you be interested in being one of my clients? And I said, I thought, why not? Let's try it. Because at that stage I was doing wholesale and I loved the idea of somebody else doing the work and finding stockers for me. And she did and it was great. But again, like I said, I decided to move away from that. And so I didn't do that anymore. But that could be a really good choice for you, especially those of you who make like products that are really quick and easy to produce or you don't produce them yourself. Like if you make cards or prints and stuff like that, that have a really low production cost. So you have more of a profit margin in them. Uh, this could be a really good idea for you because you can then scale your business really quickly by having someone employed to actually do the work of finding these stockists and getting your work out into the world. I guarantee you that really big like stationary card makers and stuff like that they will probably have even if it's not a, a, a wholesale agent per se they've probably got someone else in their business who is doing this work uh, they probably did it in the beginning but they've probably outsourced it because they're busy creating new designs right and you are the creative element of your business you are the one coming up with new designs so you need to make sure you have time to do that and you can then outsource these other things if possible so there you go. That was my suggestions for five ways that you can find stockers for your goods. And, you know, there's a really lovely feeling when somebody's like, yeah, you know, I think your stuff is awesome. I'm going to buy it from you and sell it in my shop. They're taking a risk when they do that. You know, they're, they're buying the thing out from you outright. They're taking the risk that it's a good fit for their customers and so, you know, that is something to always consider when you are selling wholesale, that they are taking that risk as well. So make sure that you're only approaching people who you think are going to be a good fit for your work because they have to know, they have to be really careful about who they choose and the work that they choose to bring into their shop because they need to sell it to make the profit off it. So that's it for today. Nice, short, sweet episode. If you have any more tips on that, you know, come on over and let us know on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would share it, take a screenshot, share on your Instagram stories, tell people about it, let people know about the podcast. Uh, I would love to reach more people and get more listeners and help more makers. And I'm also really excited because next week is my 200th episode. It's funny when I think about it because I've actually done way more than 200 episodes because I did like the Making It podcast, which was 30-ish episodes and a few mini episodes here and there which aren't counted in this title but it's my 200th proper main episode of the show and guess who's coming on with me that's right my husband and right hand man Nick is coming on the show with me and we chat about everything to do with our business and our relationship and how we manage the home stuff versus the business stuff and who's in charge of what and what do we do and we disagree and all of that sort of stuff so if you're curious about that <laughs> don't miss next week's episode episode 200 uh, where we kind of get real about it all and I'm so I'm so glad he agreed to come on the show because he's really definitely not the face of the business that's my job so 
it took a little convincing but i got him here in the end and i think i think it's a great episode and we really enjoyed recording it and i hope you enjoy listening to it as well finally if you are a long-term listener of the show or maybe you've just found it and you're binge listening to it and you enjoy it a lot it would mean the world to me if you would go leave a review on apple podcasts that is just fantastic it not only does it you know help the show rank better which means people might find it more easily it also really makes me feel great when i read a review you know a good review <laughs> Uh, about it because you know the little details you leave help me know what's working and what you're enjoying about the show so apple Podcasts is number one if you're not an apple person come over and leave it at the facebook page so create and thrive on facebook come and leave a review and a rating over there Uh, i would love to hear from you i would love to hear what you think of the show thank you so much for listening thank you so much for trusting me to help you grow your handmade business i've been doing it for many years now and i still love it and It's a real honor to be able to help so many people grow their businesses and find that success. And finally, of course, don't miss Wholesale Know How. The course is available right now over on createandthrive.com. Just look in the shop section and you'll be able to access that and start your first lesson, like literally within five minutes from now if you want to, right? It's awesome. So check that out if wholesaling is something you want to do. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I will be back again next week, and so will Nick. And I'll talk to you then. Bye for now.